Today on The Breakdown. One time I was walking down the street and Brent Kenny was on my side wearing a, wearing a shirt and a hat, <laughs> some sunglasses. And he was all like, you know what the thing about poker is? You just got to push him around. Because I'm Brent Kenny and that's what I do. <laughs> and I said to him, Brent, what's an example of that anyway? He's like, let me tell you about a hand, son. He actually called me son. Let me tell you about a hand. And then it was weird because the hand is not really a great example of him pushing people around. But it is an interesting hand that I decided we should do on this show right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennis and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> No, I no, no, no. You're you're giving me way too much credit for planning this out. Oh, okay. I had no idea what I was going to say at any moment. So when I said, "Let me tell you about a hand son," I didn't know I was going to say that until they came. The words came out. Then I'm like, "Oh well, cool." And then it was because I love to push people around. And then I'm like, "Oh, but those things don't go together." And then I decided I had to explain it. Okay. It makes perfect sense if you let yourself really understand the moment. But you are close-minded. Yes. Thank you for agreeing. Uh, so is your implication also that you, you felt it necessary to say that Bryn was wearing a shirt? <laughs> is the implication that he is usually not wearing a shirt? I would guess at home he doesn't wear that many shirts. He seems like the type of guy who might walk around his house with no shirt on. I think so. Probably like hands probably touching his belly. His beer belly. Hand touching his belly? <laughs> yeah, like walking around with his hand on his belly. Like, yeah, that's right. I got a little bit of belly. I don't mind because I'm forgetting, baby. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. You know, what happened there? Bryn Kenny, has a, Bryn Kenny has a beer belly, by the way. That's a little rude. I think he does. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. You're the one who's being pejorative about it, not me. Um, wow, that's, a lot one, of pe- that's lot, one way to do it. A lot of people could say it's a cute thing. It's an adorable thing, but not you. You think it's a, you think it's a put down. Wow. We really learned a lot about you today. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> I am the villain here. I can't, I can't see a way around it. What happened with the shirt, by the way, is I was going to say wearing an Ed Hardy shirt, ah. but then I lost confidence in the name of the shirt, <laughs> and I decided to bail rather than Did like... you almost call it a Tom Hardy shirt? I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah, that was probably one of the... It was, it was like, is it Ed Hardy? Is it Tom Hardy? What is it? And then it was like, fuck it. Move on. Move on. <laughs> and so we moved on. High stakes game we're playing here. <laughs> you know, I mean... There are sponsors. We have to. We have to appease the sponsors, and that's what we do. I've, like the sponsors, obviously listen to these parts of the shows, and they're like, you know what? I am pleased by how they talked about the different colors of dogs and what they mean, or whatever bullshit we talked about at the beginning of. Why are there more money? <laughs> they did a good job today. Is that a guy with a monocle that's and a top like, hat? It's like the CEO guy. Yeah. yeah, he's like listens to the show. He's like, you know what? They did great. Send them one golden brick. <laughs> That would be nice. I, why can't we have? Why can't one of our sponsors? We have two sponsors for this show this time. Yes, we don't always. Um, one of them is our famous normal one. Another one's a different one. But why isn't any of our sponsors gold? Why can't gold sponsors? How about gold one time? What about gold, Grant? I don't think you know what <laughs> a company is. If gold sponsored us, they could pay us in gold, though. Do Who's you see? They? <laughs> gold, Grant. <laughs> what, I don't, what is that? You've never heard of? It's it's a store of value. It's yeah. A lot of people think it's who's, not that good who, anymore. Who's on the board of gold? There probably are lots of famous rich people. Jimmy Golden, Bill Goldenman, okay. William Goldman. You're making me think of 30 Rock when uh, mm. the wool industry thing. Like, 
there's there's like a the Jenna character gets sponsored by the wool oh, industry and they're yeah. super buttoned down. They're like, that's very wool. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's good. That good. I mean, there is like the gold collective, you know. There's definitely like we could be sponsored by like, you know, the gold, you know, dispensary or whatever. The gold like the gold like, refinery. Is that like the marijuana dispensary? <laughs> you know, you know how there are ads like you're saying, like for wool or for like, you know, milk, drink it, yeah. you know, and it's just by all of milk. It's the same thing. All of well, that's, that's from like the, the dairy, dairy, farmers. dairy farmers union. Yeah, it's the people who profit from the sale of milk. I.e., there are people who profit from the sale of gold. They could be sponsoring us, and I would like some gold bars now. Although they're heavy and yeah. and you know they're not as good as Bitcoin, quite frankly. You know, we've talked about this before. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Anyway. Okay. I find it weird that uh, on TV sometimes, like during sporting events, is the only time I ever see commercials. But there's commercials for companies that aren't actually selling to the consumers watching the commercials, like. 10 years ago or so, there was a GE commercial that would go all the time. That was mm. just like, GE breeds innovation. It showed people yeah. like working on superconductors and shit and didn't try to sell you anything. Yeah. What is that? I feel like we have had this discussion. Yeah, before. I don't know if it was on the podcast, though. Oh, okay. Well, here's my quick hit on that. Okay. I believe it's not a branding thing like a lot of people would say it is. Like, we're just trying to you know, improve the brand because who cares? That's yeah. not good enough. Um, I believe that they are going after a very particular demographic, which is, while a small slice of the viewing audience, they're an important slice of the viewing audience. They're, they're like powerful, richer people on, you know, who are powerful in companies and things like that who have decision-making power and like convincing them that GE is, is into innovation and stuff like that actually they think GE thinks makes a difference. That's, that's my quick hit take. They used to do that all the time on the NFL. Wouldn't it be cheaper to directly contact those people like, than put a commercial on national televised games? <sighs> that's a great question. All I can say is, and I think, well, whatever. When I was watching the NFL as a kid, there was this one consistent commercial that came up for a company called TRW. And they I were, actually remember that. And it was like, they're like, business, I don't even know what. Yeah. And it was clear it was not for me. you know, right. And for anyone I knew, and they didn't really say what they did, and... It was, it was sort of like this GE thing a little bit in that way. And it felt, and at some point, maybe my dad told me this. He was like, yeah, this is for the businessmen who are watching. And I was like, really? And I remember, and the TRW commercials came out all the time. And somehow they thought that was profitable. Now, they don't exist anymore as far as I know. So maybe they were wrong. But, you know, they were on for a while. So that's my only really good guess. I can't believe it's just about branding. I just can't believe it. You know, there's a current one that's happening, at least in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. Um, this company called Lumen, which now is where the Seattle Seahawks plays Lumen Field. It's not Quest Field anymore. Okay. And they advertise during all of the sporting events here in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe they do it nationally. I'm not sure. But it's like, it seems like the evil company from a sci-fi movie because it's just like this super stock photo-y thing that's like, we drive innovation, and they're like, <laughs> and, and they they talk about edge cloud a lot. What they're like, yeah, we drive innovation in edge cloud. It's like a four tiered system, and they, I don't know. They show like the blue the blueprint of the inside of like a smart lamp that is on the street. I don't know. It all feels like very evil sci fi future movie. Yeah. Lumen people know what I'm talking about. Where's my Lumen heads at? <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. So I think that's what this points to is that there's a, there's a bigger group of these business folk who are watching and decision makers than we think watching these sporting events. And it's somehow cheaper or more effective to do it this way. Or at least these companies believe that, right? Yeah. I don't know why they would think that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're doing, maybe it is just a branding thing and I'm just wrong. But hey, can one of the listeners explain what the fuck Lumen is to me? I mean, it's probably, I'm guessing it's a lighting. It's a, no, it's it's not. It's like, they're they're talking about like cloud services and others like lighting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Lighting. What, 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 comes, what comes through the clouds? Light. Also, 
dark. Dark doesn't come through the clouds. It depends on how you look at it. Does it? Dark is the absence of light. Yeah. I look at absences. You look at abscesses? And That's absences. pretty weird. <laughs> there's, probably, um, there's probably some serious internet pages out there that would really be up your alley. <laughs> like, really be what you'd like. Abscessporn.org? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It's a weird name for a... You wouldn't need to name it that. But you would name it that. Yeah. Because if you chose a name, that would be the name you chose. Abscessporn? Yeah. Dot .org. Dot .org. Yeah. <laughs> that part's good. I couldn't get the dot .gov. It makes me feel better about it, though. You know, it makes me feel like, yeah, they're probably, you know, it's not a profit. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. They, they mean well. <laughs> That's what they do. But in the end, all I care about is how, how good are the abscess photos, you know? I mean, you have to pay extra for HD, but... Really? Yeah. Now? Even in 2021? They got, a, they got the market cornered. I guess they do. I mean, admittedly, I'm not aware of any other abscess... Yeah sites like that so and i would love to know obviously <laughs> <I'm very laughs> of curious. course yeah so what'd you listen to today honey well i listened to this poker podcast yeah. they talked about well well <laughs> huh they talked about <laughs> what did they talk I about don't, I, don't to, I don't really know how to get into this honey um yeah. just go to the computer and type in <laughs> abscessporn.org that'll probably yeah. make things more clear yeah and eh, i don't know how to i've been struggling with how to, <laughs> to communicate my wants and desires and I think this is a way to do it, yeah. honey. Good. <laughs> We've helped at least one person. At today. least one. And as we say, if, if, if we just reach out to one and change one person's life, it's all been worth it. That's I don't right. care how much it costs. I don't care the cost of human lives. There's a lot. One person's life is somewhat changed even slightly. It's great. It's totally worth it. So abscessporn.com. By the way, there's someone or, out there who's like, what? Dot org. Yes. There's someone out there who's like, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> like... Is there that? Does that exist? And if it doesn't, would there be people interested? And the answer is probably it doesn't, and probably there would. Yeah. So consider it. It's yours for free. That's basically rule 34 in action right there. 43? 34. 43. 34. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this hand was suggested by the Australian. Mark Testa. Yeah. We're good at Australian accents. <laughs> you guys know that by now. Um, Mark Testa did suggest it from... A place where he was upside down, but he still managed to do it. Aussie? Yes. He's an Aussie. Yes. That's all. They're heading into winter. We're heading into summer. We got the better of them mm, right now. But it's great to be there in February. Okay. Because it's summery. Yeah. It's March right now. Yeah, but I'm saying, if you go back in time. And this podcast is coming out in April. <laughs> or forward in time, like we sort of just did, right? It's March for me and you, but we're also, it's April now. It's both things, and actually, it's weird how in the corner of the room, there's like a little ripple on the wall. Yeah. How that's starting to kind of get bigger and bigger. And don't worry about it. And kind of it. a darkness behind it, like the void. Just don't look at it. It's don't fine. look at the void? Don't look at the void. If you don't look at the void, then it doesn't come for you? Well, it's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you do look at the void, it, it's like a clear problem. You probably shouldn't ever look the void directly in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. you're just going to anger the void. <laughs> All right. I don't want to anger the void. Yeah. And to that end, let's begin talking about this poker hand. Okay. All of this made pl- plenty of sense when we mapped it out in our long <laughs> pre-session script, script writing. I think this is my favorite part of the dialogue that we wrote right now. Yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah. yeah. It's good how I interrupted you a little bit. Exactly <laughs> how we wrote it up. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. We've planned this, this stuff. This is the timing. The timing it's is It's really the script writing. Why aren't we working on more ambitious projects? I'll never know. Anyway. That's, that's a good question. All right. So we got, we got some good players here. We got Bryn, Brynion Kenny. Whoa, Brynion Kenny? Of course, that's his full name. He is the all-time leading money winner on Hendon Mob 
for live poker earnings. That is really impressive. Doesn't mean he's the best player, but he might Ouch. be. He's very Ouch. good. I can't believe you just said that. I said he might be. But you said it doesn't mean he is the best, and that's, that's bad. That's libel. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Michael Adamo, he's yeah. also playing. Yeah. How much money has he won live, would you guess? Uh, I think we just did this because oh. he did an online hand that we did recently against yeah. uh, Justin Bonomo, right? So do you know? Like uh, $8 million? Yes. You're so good. And what, where does that place him on the all-time money list, you son of a bitch? I think it was 197th. Luckily, you were wrong about that. Okay. 127. Okay. Not terribly off, but kind of off. Yeah, kind of off. All right. Yeah, anyway, the point is, he's also an online guy. He's Australian as well, by the way. Probably yeah. why Mark Tista Mark, Mark's really hoping it. that Michael gets to win this one. Yeah. Rooting for the home team. Good luck. Buddy. You're against Bryn Kenny. America power. <laughs> yeah, Bryn Kenny. Uh, here's what you do when you're playing against Bryn, Ke- Bryn Kenny, by the way. Call. Call. Always call. That's the Jonathan Lovey plan. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to win. You're okay. all, you all see. When you, are you going to challenge Bryn Kenny to one of these heads-up matches that everybody's doing now? I'm afraid because if we play enough hands, he may he might adjust be better at than some you. point. He, he might, might adjust he his might strategy instead of just trying to run me over. He also may not try and run you me over. You might want to play stakes that you don't want to play. Huh. It's I, possible he wants to play a little higher than you. Yeah. He wants to play higher than that he wants to play. You know yes. what I mean? Like little me. He wants me. to play higher than he should want to play. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what right. you mean by that. That is what I mean. I could, I could put his entire net worth on the line. I mean, I couldn't, but I could. And he, uh, he would be okay with that. You could on credit. Right. I would need a big loan or someone really vouching for me and willing to pay out when I almost assuredly lose, inevitably lose to yeah. Bryn Kenny heads up. Yeah. But I am going to call. I am not folding Bryn. Anyway. You're going to call with him that low because you think he's bluffing? I mean, he just mucks it. I win, right? Who cares? I don't have to have it. I guess you're going to play live. Yeah, I wouldn't call with the nut low online. That's, no, that's a mistake. That's a sucker's game right there. That's, that's worse than calling with a nut low live. Yeah. For sure. By a lot. I probably wouldn't, though, because I'm pretty sure Brink Kenny's the guy who's always going to turn the hand over just in case. Yes. Right? So I can't really call with the nut low and hope for the muck. Brink Kenny will always open his kimono to you, both literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the beer belly. <laughs> All right, let's get to the hand. Okay. Michael Adamo, we, by the way, are not in any sort of money situation, but the money is big because it's 100K. It's an expensive buy-in. It's one of the last real poker tournaments that happened uh, live before the pandemic really took everything away. Yeah. It happened in March of 2020. Uh, Seems like a bad idea at the time, but... No one died? No one died, I don't think. I don't think. This is a... Yeah. So it's a 100K buy-in. Sochi. Super high roller. Mm. Where the Olympics happened in 2014? Is that right? Sure. Something like that? Probably not. Maybe. Michael Adamo has 361K. Uh, and we believe it's like the 3K, 6K mark. He opens to 13K. Yeah, probably. It might be 5K, but whatever. He opens to 13K. He's got 361 with ace, 10 of diamonds on the button. Cool. Bryn Kenny's in the small blind. He's got ace, king of hearts, which I didn't write down, but I remembered it. So yep. that's good. He's the effective stack with 321,000. So they're playing over 50 blinds effective no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, he three bets to 55K over 13. That's pretty big. What do you think about that sizing? Um, I don't think it's as big as you make it sound, really, because out of position, yeah. I think a 4X is pretty standard, and that's just a little more than a 4X. It's yeah. 4.5X. So, or no, not 4.5X, sorry. But he's 4Xing plus, like yeah. 4X plus a half a blind. I think it's fine. Actually, I, I even like going... I like bigger rather than smaller in all these spots, you know? I like, agree, especially out of position. Yeah. So, like, I think it's great. I'm all for it. I think if you made it 60, I'd be like, cool with that too, you know? Mm-hmm. Even 62, I'm like, sure, man. How about 100? 
fucking live your life, bro. But no, don't do that. Yeah. That's a, that that's seems a, like too much. It does. But, um, but yeah, I, w- I would be totally fine with even, even 63,000. I would be like, yep, totally cool. Make them pay. Let them learn that, you know, life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day he'll learn that. So if, if you were playing in a $1,500 World Series of Poker event and you were in a Damo spot and yeah. Joe Sixpack did this out of the small blind, would you fold a 10 of diamonds on the button? Yes. Yeah. I would comfortably fold it. But what if it's Bryn Kenny? I would never fold it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer, right? Would you consider four betting? I would. My problem is I think I would talk myself into we're a little too deep and this hand is a little too good. It flops well enough that I can call. I think if we were shorter, I would. If we were like 33 hand, thirty-three blinds effective or something like that, I think I would mostly four bet all in against Bryn. I don't know if I would or not. I would strongly consider four betting, at least some of the time with this hand. But I think this hand is way too good, especially as we're deeper than that. Yeah. I mean, we're just turning into a bluff when we four bet. But, Obviously. But it's we like we're going to win. We might have reasonable equity against some of the calling hands. Like if he has yeah. kings, queens, or jacks, we're nines. Okay. Nines. He probably calls with nines. He's definitely calling yeah. with nines. For sure. Against the button? Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. He's not calling with ace nine, which sort of sucks. Yeah, it but, does. And not Or king, queen. So getting called isn't great. He's but probably we, folding ace jack, though. That's nice. Um, I don't know if he is against us on the button against the big 55 blinds effective 55. Oh yeah. I was thinking 35 the whole time I was thinking on it. Oh, 55. Yeah. Yeah. He's folding. probably folding nines too. Yeah. I think so. I mean, we're we're not shoving either. Like he makes it effectively a shove. Yeah. When he makes it, when he makes it this big, when he makes it 55, I guess we could make it 95 and fold to a shove, but that seems that's that's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, we could make it like 40% of our stack. Yeah. And probably fall to a shove comfortably because, like, he's unlikely to make a move there unless he really knows us very well, which yeah. he doesn't. I've kept, I've kept parts of my, my soul hidden from him. You know, my personality is he just thinks I'm a funny, happy guy. He doesn't see the darkness. The void is getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you default towards calling then in yeah, position against the I do. Like I do too, although it's going to be tough to play post flop. Oh, God. At least we're in position. And, you know, if we flop something, we shouldn't fold. We know that, right? Yeah. So, and that way it's pretty good. He's going to barrel a lot and we just get to hold on. Speaking of things you should do. Oh, yeah. Which Adamo does call, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. But speaking of things you should do, which oh, yeah. Adamo, what Adamo does, let's talk about nitrogen sports. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Online poker. Yes, please. How about some fast withdrawals? Sign me up, sir. How about some really fast support people if there's ever an issue, which there rarely is? I'll take two of those. Thank you. How about the greatest iterated value in poker? Hell yeah, brah! <laughs> <laughs> Every ad. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes like this. So yeah, exactly. The greatest iterated value in poker. What do you mean, Grant? You might ask. What do you mean, I mean that sir? for years... Literally, for years, Nitrogen has been putting on this tournament at the end of every month that you have to use the link in the description. It's the Poker Guys link when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports. It is a 100 millibit guaranteed tournament. The buy-in is 0.1 millibits. That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in. They cap the player pool at 300. <laughs> that's why it's the greatest iterated value in poker. That's real money, by the way, 100 millibits. You know, that's yeah. depending on the day. It's Bitcoin. I don't know. This podcast is being recorded a little early, so it could be wildly different by the time it comes out. But at the time of this recording, it's around five grand guaranteed. Yeah, so they're putting like 60K guaranteed over the course of the year based on the current price of Bitcoin. And... Like 45,000 of that basically is their money that will be free money in an overlay. Yeah. Like it's super sick. They do it every month. That's why we call it the greatest iterated value in poker because we're not fucking lying. Yeah. And we also, we really don't tell them. We're very careful not <laughs> to tell them that they're 
they're probably fucking up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they probably don't have to give away that much anymore, but they're doing it. And so we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil the game for you guys. Don't worry about it. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. If they do, they would have figured it out by now anyway. We make fun of it all the time. Yeah. We can't believe it. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. the greatest. And it's the greatest. And they always honor it because they're good site. They yeah. uh, they do give you your money fast. Ninety minutes, you get your Bitcoin when you withdraw. Might as well get your hand on some of that Bitcoin. Get get yourself some of that BTC. By the way, if it keeps appreciating like it has, whatever you win today may be worth a lot more tomorrow. If you hold on to it. If you hold on to it. Some of us do. Grant. Some of us do. Anyway, nitrogen also has sports. Yeah. I and mean, not to play, but to oh. gamble on. Oh. I mean, you can play I a was, sport with yourself where you're like, can I throw this bouncy ball off my computer screen and make it hit myself in the nose? You said it also has sports, and I went to volleyball. Volleyball is fun. Yeah. So does it have volleyball? I, you can probably bet on volleyball. I haven't but tried. Today, does it have volleyball? You can't play volleyball. So no. you lied. <laughs> I did lie. Yeah. Do you even I, feel bad? No. Yeah, I can tell in your eyes. No remorse. Totally cold. Nitrogen Shark sports. Eyes. No remorse. <laughs> cool. End of ad. Good ad. Okay. So yep. we are heads up. There is 122,000 in the pot after the, the three-bet preflop by Bryn Kenny with ace-king of hearts from the small blind. Yep. Michael Adamo has called with ace-ten of diamonds. He gets a pretty good flop. Seven of clubs, four of diamonds, eight of diamonds. Mm-hmm. This is one of those spots that everybody's been in as Bryn Kenny. Like, what the hell do you do now? This sucks. Yeah. Like, I had ace-king of hearts. I completely whiffed. I'm out of position. How do you proceed? I mean, we are going to get, well, if we, okay, it depends on how we, if we were to bet, our sizing is going to matter a lot here, right? If we size this small enough, we're going to get called by a huge amount of his range. Yeah. So we either have to bet kind of biggish on this board, right? Because like he's calling with king queen and stuff like that if we, if we size it too small. Which I guess is okay because we're ahead yes. of that, but like he's probably going to bluff us. Later. Exactly, it's going to be hard to play against. Yeah. Like we we really want folds if we bet, even if we're ahead right now because yeah. of because of the playability situation. Or we can check and figure it out. Basically, hope it goes check check. Call small bets if he you know if he bets too much, we can fold. You know, I think that's fine. I think checking is fine. I think betting sizably is okay too. So the pot's got 122k in it. I'm. Like it's a wet enough board, we could bet like seventy three thousand or something like that. You know? Yeah, just like, hope that he has ace jack of spades and folds, and like we give up having more equity, but we win the pot. Yeah, instead of like usually getting bluffed because he's not folding a better hand, right? Maybe no. maybe deuces if he if we bet big enough, but yeah, I, I don't think he's folding deuces if we bet that much. But maybe it's at least not it's not automatic. Like if we right. bet thirty thousand, he's calling with all pairs, right. right? But by betting like what did I say, seventy, seventy four or something like that, seventy three. Might like, just get rid of deuces. He might fold like, the under pairs, yeah. yeah. Like under anything under a seven, he might he might let go of oh no, fives yeah. and sixes he's got to call because he got gutters. Yeah. So it's really just trays and deuces. Yeah. Those are really the it's only not great. the only better hands that you have a chance to fold out. Yeah. That sort of sucks and makes me want to check a little bit more of the time, I have to say. But we are gonna find it very hard to play this hand if we check. Well, it depends also on what he does. Like, if yes. he bets, if he bets seventy five k himself, we might just check fold. Which that's sucks. true, and that's fine, I yeah. guess. Right? It's not the end of the world. Um. So, what do you think? Do you like a check better or, or a, a sizable bet better, or do you or do you have a third option you prefer? You know, to be honest, I haven't been in this spot against elite competition enough yeah. to have a good sense of it. Like, usually when I'm in this spot, I do my white magic bullshit of myself. You know, like I I, I know my opponent well, and I, they're mm-hmm. usually worse than me. So I'm like, okay. I can figure out what to do against this player, sometimes based on body language, sometimes just I know how, what the range is pre-flop and if it's worth a bet or not. You mm-hmm. know? Um, I don't know what to do against a player like Michael Adamo. I, right. don't, I don't know in this spot. Well, let's say you're here, and what, what would you do? 
<laughs> I think I would. I, I think I would end up betting. Yeah, I would probably end up betting, and I probably too. end up betting too small. I think that's. I think I would end up betting too, and I. My guess is I would not size it as well as I would optimally. As yeah. I'm talking about, I probably bet. I still would probably bet more than a third of the pot or something because it's such a wet, yeah, weird board, you know. But yeah, I just be like, I hope you have like queen ten suited and have to fold. Yeah, you know, like this is going to be really hard to play on the turn. Please just go away. And sometimes yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because. In most cases, if I'm checking against most opponents, I'm just check folding on this board if they bet, unless I know them to be extremely right. bluffy because I, I don't really have any prospects. It's not like I even have a backdoor flush draw or straight draw. The thing, yeah, what's our plan if we check and Adamo bets some normal amount, not like a crazy big amount? We can't really fold, but what's our plan for future streaks? It just sucks. Yeah. I think this hand is easier to play as a bet. I agree. But it, everything sucks. Yep. This, is, this happens a lot in poker where yeah. you're just like, that is not what I was hoping for, and I'm out of position, and if I check, I'm kind of giving up the pot a lot of the time. Even if I'm sort of balanced, I'm still giving up the pot a lot of the time. And if I bet and he doesn't fold, it's terrible. It also sucks to check in this spot because it looks exactly like what it is. Like your hand yeah. is face up, even though if you're Bryn Kenny and you check, you're obviously going to mix in some aces and kings and stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to be tricky. But generally, I guess your general opponent, they're going to think you have ace king and they're going to be right. And that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I hate that. I agree. Um, anyway, Kenny does end up checking. Mm hmm. Okay, fine. We're not going to know what would have happened if Adamo bet big because Adamo bets 25K, which is interesting. Well, Let's, Adamo has, has the nut flush draw. He does, yes. Um, so we expect to bet because he has the nut flush draw, Absolutely. Right? Uh, why 25K? My best guess is that because he has a hand that he can continue to barrel on, it's okay to go smaller here. He can size up the turn yeah. very comfortably, very reasonably. Uh, he can make the nuts a lot. I mean, he's got a lot of good cards for himself on the turn and not too many bad ones, right? Yep. Um, so he may think like he can clean up some equity right away. If he gets check raised, it's fine. He can just shove. Yep. Like whatever. Let's find out what happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there's nothing to be afraid of. And he gets to win more a lot of the time because he goes, he goes bet call and then he gets to size up the turn and just win. Sometimes he makes the nuts on the turn. That's my best guess. And maybe it's also trying to induce a little bit from Bryn. I don't know if that's ever going to work against a guy like Bryn, but maybe it does. You know, he bets small. He's going to attack it sometimes, and then we just get to shove. Maybe it'll work a little bit. Maybe. That's all I got. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's trying to bait Kenny into raising a little bit. Like, it would be tempting against non-elite competition with Ace-King to raise here from my perspective. Now, mm -hmm. it's different, of course. Kenny's aware that Adamo is elite competition. But if I'm against Joe Sixpack... And he bets 25K. Um, yeah. They never have it. I feel like Almost they've got like deuces and they're just trying to charge me and I can raise and win all the time. Yeah. You know, so maybe Adamo's trying to get something like that to happen. I know it's Bryn Kenny, so it's not as easy to make things happen that you want to happen. Maybe. I mean, but the thing is, it's not, it's okay if you get called. That's the thing yeah. that's nice about Adamo. There's sort of no bad situation, but he could size it up and have that be the case too and get some more folds. Yeah. He but, doesn't mind to fold. Folding out Ace-King is a perfectly good result. It is. But again, if he's thinking like, even if Ace-King calls and I size up the turn, then I get to fold that Ace-King and make more. Yeah. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Obviously, sometimes the turn card is going to complicate things and it's not going to be so great and I'm going to lose because of that. But mostly, it's going to be pretty good, right? Because I would think as a Damo, my plan would be like to mostly barrel the turn and barrel it with a big size if I'm betting small here. And that seems pretty reasonable. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, now you're Bryn Kenny and you bet 25K. You can't really fold, right? I mean, you're getting six to one. Yeah, and like he's got 
over cards for sure. He doesn't always have a pair. And even if he does, we have outs. Like, we can't just fold It just sucks with no back doors. It just yeah. really sucks. I mean, we threw it to 55K. He just bet 25K. We can't just throw our hand away. It's too good. Yeah. It's just too good. just feel like we're a sucker. But, yeah. Maybe we have some, like, worse bluffs here. Some, like, really bad aces um, that we three bet. Or maybe even some just crap that is even ace high. The no blockers. Yeah. We're Bryn Kenny. We can do anything, you know. We have jack, ten of spades. Well, jack, ten is oh, actually pretty playable. Queen, right? ten of spades. Yeah, there you go. Um, and... We're just like, we just check fold. We got, we, yeah. do, we have some check folds. Ace King doesn't feel like it's one of them. Not for this size. Yeah. So Kenny calls. So if Adamo is planning on barreling the turn in a big time way, this is a great spot for him. You right? would think. Get, getting the call seems really good. You would, I would think. I do think. But Bryn Kenny likes to throw a wrench into plans, doesn't he? You know, that's why we call him the monkey. That's right. Because <laughs> he likes to throw <laughs> wrenches at things. Yeah. Um, so the pot's now 172,000. Yeah. The turn pairs the board as the seven of spades. Here's some weird shit. Yeah. Bryn Kenny leads for 45K into 172. Such a strange decision. Make sense of this one, please. Why is this happening? (laughs) So (laughs) weird. He should have fewer sevens in his range than Adamo, right? For sure. What's he has a seven, maybe? Okay. He would play a seven like this sometimes. Sometimes. He would three bet it. He would check it. He'd check call it. Yeah. And then he would lead. Okay. Cool. Um. Leading almost feels like he's trying to like fold out all the things that might bluff him, and that's all. Like yeah. he can't fold out anything. He can't fold out the, a flush draw. He can't fold out a straight draw. He can't fold out a pair. I don't no. believe he can't do any of that. He's only betting forty five k into one seventy two. So it's weird. It's almost like he's trying to now like it's almost like a delayed c bet, except he check called the flop it's, instead it, of it going check check. It's an incredibly strange play. I've never really seen anything like this from an elite player before. Yeah, when his range is like he three bet from the button. But maybe so he's like, small oh, small blind. I'm sorry. Oh, that's even, that's, that's pretty strong too, yeah. though. He doesn't have that many sevens. He has no. some, I guess. He does have some sevens. He would bet a lot of them on the flop, though. He wouldn't just check call. On eight, seven, four, I three agree. Dime, or two diamonds, yeah. He would bet a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. That's weird. It's just a super weird line. Like, I guess he's just thinking like, Adamo might have just been taking a super cheap shot with whatever he has. I might as well just clean up the equity and end the hand here. Right. For cheap, instead of letting him get there if he decides to check back or whatever. Maybe he also looks at it and says, like, well, none of the draws came in, so yeah. and I don't want him to go check, check. Like, if he's got jack 10, I don't want to give him a free card. Also, I don't want to check and him to barrel big and me right. just have to fold. Like, maybe, right. maybe for 45K, I can win this hand. Why don't we find out? Yeah. Like, that might be his thought process. And it does, it does make the river a little strange for Kenny. If, if Kenny bets the turn, gets called here, maybe I mean for Adamo, and then Kenny checks the river, it's weird for Adamo to then try and bluff now. Because yeah. Kenny, like, check called and then led the turn and then checks the river. Like, sometimes he doesn't have anything, but usually he's got something that can call. I mean, what is Kenny repping here? Is it just a seven or better? It's got, or no, could he no. Have pocket pairs I too? think he has over pairs. Okay. He's got to have over. He's got to have two jacks sometimes or something like that. He just has to. I guess so. Otherwise, it, like a seven is just not enough of his range when he's three betting from the small blind. I mean, he's got some sevens. He probably can have seven, six, maybe seven, five suited. You know, maybe, maybe he can have some full houses even, although it's weird to go check and then bleed when the seven pairs with a full house. It is. Um, but maybe he's Bryn Kenny and it's possible. I think he's got to also have some over pairs. He's definitely Bryn Kenny. Huh. What do you mean? You said maybe he's Bryn Kenny. Yeah. So you said he's definitely Bryn Kenny. You know what? I have to rethink that. Okay. It's just a person who looks like Bryn Kenny who claims to be Bryn Kenny. Thank you. I mean, it's 
It's definitely Obama. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know until yeah. you're right there, right? You're right, right. And honestly, you and I might not know even if we're right there. Have you ever met Barack Obama before? I have not. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, you just turned it around to me. You might be talking to him right now. You're Barack Obama? Too bad no one can see because I'm ripping my face off right now. And, and in fact, I am Barack Obama. And I have no reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely nonplussed. Yeah. It's not impressive to me. It's okay. Yeah. It isn't that impressive. No. I'm just a guy. I've seen Breaking Bad. Nothing impresses me now. I know. You are really weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Sure. Anyway, speaking yeah. of weird, so Brent Kenny does this lead. Yeah. He's just trying to clean up equity mostly, I guess. Uh, make it so he doesn't get bluffed. Get to the river cheaper. Stuff like that. Nonetheless, it does put Adamo in a slightly strange spot. This hand is not that strange. It would be no. weirder for him if he just had like a lone four or something. It's not that strange. I mean, he's got... It's super cheap to call. He can just call. He could also raise. That's fine, too. What do you prefer? I think we're a little too deep to raise and have it get weird when, uh, when the board's paired. And it's so cheap to call and we get to be in position. I think I prefer a call here. What do you think? I just don't know what to make of Kenny's line. It yeah. makes it difficult to decide. I guess that kind of defaults me to the same thought process that you just laid out. But at the same point... I would sure love to take down the pot right now with, you know, maybe I'm drawing dead, but that seems pretty rare. Yeah. Like with the added equity of, of at least having probably 25% to win most of the time. Yeah. Of course, the problem is every time we raise and he re-raises it, we just fold, I guess. No, we can't fold with the stack sizes, I don't think. Can we? What are we going to raise to? Well, I mean, the effective stack, can he start with 321? He's put like 80 in. No, he's put like 120 in. So he's got like 200 Oh, you're right. He makes it 45. We make it like 110. We can't fold with He shoves for like two. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. That's fine. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, we can just call it off. Oh, then I like a raise a little bit more if we can, if we can comfortably call it off and there's nothing else to do. Should we just shove instead then? Hmm. I mean, it's like four and a half X his, his bet. It can't be that bad just yeah. to shove. It seems fine. Yeah. It seems completely fine. Like, if he's got a seven, he's calling. If he doesn't have a seven, it's a really tough spot. We might fall out a much better hand sometimes. We might. That'd we be might. cool. We might fall out, like, like what is Queen supposed to do when we suddenly shove here? Maybe, maybe, it, call, maybe it just calls. Maybe it just has to maybe call. Maybe it calls, but we have, a, we have some outs against that. Yeah, we got, Obviously, Bryn Kenny's weird enough to have a lot of hands that aren't Queens. So yeah. So that's nice for that, too. And, you know, if he has a full house, whatever. Cool. I got a cool story. <laughs> I lost to Bryn Kenny. Yeah. There goes six figures. That's a cool story, isn't it, guys? Yeah. I'm but, sad. But if we're Michael Adama, we should know that Bryn Kenny never has it. Ever, 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 also ever, he never has it, right? So because of that, we should definitely not fold. Well, no, we shouldn't fold. So we could consider raising and not folding because, like, it's fine. Like, well, we're always ahead. Oh, you, we're not ahead, of course, in this case. But you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying, like, there's nothing to be afraid so of. When, you, you when prefer, Bryn Kenny takes a weird line, he usually isn't going to have So it. are you going to, you prefer shoving versus calling? I think I do now. Yeah, I think I've gone, I've come around to like, who cares if it's a weird line? It's Bryn Kenny. I've got the nut flush draw. Stacks are short enough. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, I think I feel that way too. Adamo does not. He ends up calling. Wah! That's fine. It can't be bad, right? It can't be that bad. I, I mean, mean, it can't be. He's getting a really good price. He could be ahead right now if Bryn Kenny gives up, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fine. And Bryn Kenny's, we assume Bryn Kenny's going to fold a fair amount, right? Like when we shove here. Yeah. Or effectively shove. We could almost shove. But Adamo calls. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. We've got a new sponsor. You ready for it? I'm ready. Let's hear Here it. Here it comes. 
This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. (laughs) Nice. All right. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sidenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Not too surprisingly, based on the name, by the way. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's a cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal just for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code POKERGUYS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code POKERGUYS to relieve to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast because we're very gracious. Nailed it. Very gracious podcast host. Nailed it. I, know, I, I, made it I made it through. I survived you it. You did right? a good job. Okay. It was kind of fun. Hashtag ad. All right. So, yeah. Adamo has called. He's got the nut flush draw on yes. the 7487 board. Somehow, Bryn Kenny check called and led the turn with Ace King of Hearts, Adamo with Ace 10 of Diamonds. Yeah. Pot is 262,000. The river is, of course, the king of diamonds. I mean, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's the one card that yeah. really... That, that's, it's the only really interesting card in the deck, right? It is, yeah. Bryn Kenny checks. What do you think about that? Huh. Maybe he thinks it's too strong to shove when the diamond comes. Like you can't get called by tens anymore? Yeah. Like he has exactly the right hand that is like just a little too strong. It, it like looks strong, and now his hand is strong that he may like put himself in exactly a game theory disaster or nearly a game theory disaster spot. Right? Brink Kenny's just put himself in so many weird spots in this hand. Yeah. Like the flop was crappy. This river is actually kind of a crappy spot. Like what are you what are you supposed to do? You check and hope your opponent bluffs because the diamond is scary. Your opponent having a straight draw? I feel like this is one of those bet small fold spots. Huh. I feel like you bet like 75k and you can fold to a shove. That's interesting. Trying to get called by jacks or something? Yeah. I mean jacks. He's never he almost never has jacks. Called by an 8. Okay. An 8. I mean there's not much there. Yeah. Like sevens are beating us. We yep. need to, we're really just targeting an eight here. That's not great. Maybe pocket nines and tens and maybe. are in there a maybe, little Maybe, maybe. Maybe slightly worse hands too. It is Bryn Kenny. Yeah. You can call if he bets. So maybe, yeah, maybe you can somehow, maybe you have pocket fives and pocket sixes because we had to, because they're going to call the turn mm-hmm. at least some of the time, right? Because it's pretty yeah. cheap and they have straight draws and pairs and all that. But are they really going to call the river? Maybe if we make it cheap enough, like 75K, maybe they can call. Maybe. Maybe that's the best play. That's interesting. I understand a check here, though. I get a check. Check and, I guess, soul read if Adamo bets? I mean, check and probably don't fold if Adamo bets. Well, we're going to get to talk about that. Oh, are we? Because Kenny does check. Okay. And Adamo does bet all in. All of the rest of Bryn's stack. 199 of the 262 pot. Yeah. This is not good. Well, it's not good. Like, obviously, we're not beating value. Right. 
So what? So is this a I have to call spot? You still think you're well, here? I think we should strongly. I think we should lean towards calling at least without examining it too closely. I'm not saying we shouldn't examine it. I'm saying before examining it closely enough, I would lean towards calling this right because um, you're Jonathan Levy. Well, you know, sometimes you say like the river card, like like the river card was unexpectedly good, and so we should you know maybe reach a little more for like. A call. You said something like that once in a in our book, not exactly that way. Oh. And you said it really. You said it really well. And I wish I could, the book is not too far away from me, but I have to find the page. I'm it's, not going to do it. Gonna be, it, was, it you guys it, want to sit around for an hour <laughs> and a half and listen while Jonathan turns won't pages? Take, won't take that long. Okay. But I'm not doing it. But anyway, the point is, this is hitting a king is kind of a spectacular river card for us. You know what I mean? It's pretty great. And what? Okay. The question is, what does Adamo think we have? Let's start with that. We. Check called. We led the turn. We checked the diamond, King of Diamonds River. So we could have, I guess we can have trip sevens sometimes. Yeah. We have some eights. Yeah. We might have some over pairs between the, or pairs between the king and the eight, right? Yeah. That's most of it. I guess we can have a few flushes, but not too many. Could we have, yeah, could we have like uh, Jack 10 of diamonds? Not Jack 10 from a Domino's perspective, but you know what I mean. Not diamonds, you mean? No, of diamonds, but... Like, so like oh so we like turn nine of diamonds so we like turn to combo draw or something yeah um sure I guess we could have that so we check call with I mean it's a monster flop for us yeah so it's weird to check call that monster flop Kenny took a weird line no matter he did. what he has he did but that would be really it weird. would but it's not impossible I'll grant you but I don't think we can give him too many combos of that one combo yeah too many combos of that one combo <laughs> you know and also Jack Ten we could throw yeah. Jack Ten of diamonds in there too you know yeah. too many combos of those two combos right you know um. So, yeah, that's so I don't know if we have very much of that, at least maybe a tiny bit, a f- small fraction. What else do we have? What else does it look like we have? What I don't like, fucking know, man. We, ace eight. We could have ace eight. It's just such a weird line. I don't know what to put Bryn Kenny on. Um, two queens, ace eight. Those are the most obvious. Uh, other eights, other weird eights, I guess. I guess. So when Adamo moves in. We think he's trying to get us to fold these things. Well, that would be the reason we should call. Yeah, and what does Adamo have then? Right. It, I think it's got to be a straight draw, right? Nine, what else ten. Could it, be? it has to be nine ten. Jack ten nine ten. Uh, hard to come up with much. And else. he only has those suited, obviously. So only six combos total that aren't flushes. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's calling those the three bet with those because we made it too big. Yeah, like the, if it was a smaller three bet pre, then fine, but. 55K is probably dumping Jack-10 off, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so not a huge amount of this, but there are at least eight combos of that, right? Jack-10 and 9-10 suited. Yeah. So that's something. No, but it's only six that we like, obviously, because the diamonds are flushes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Pocket fives and pocket sixes, might he play those this way and decide these yeah. are, those are the hands that turn into a bluff or maybe hands like six, seven suited? I think we should. Oh, six, a seven is trips. Never mind. Six, eight suited. I think we shouldn't remove that from him. I think, I think he's totally capable as an elite player to turn a one pair showdownable hand into a bluff here when he thinks like it's not good. And I would assume that pocket fives and pocket sixes weren't good based on Bryn's line most of the time. Yeah. Right. Because if he was, because if he was bluffing, this is a pretty good card to, to go for on the bluff. Yeah. You'd right? expect at least a small bluff. Yeah. So the fact that he's, it's, it's unlikely he's, he's probably giving up a little, but mostly I think he's got a showdownable hand. He's trying to, he's hoping he goes check, check. Yeah. So by putting max pressure on him, we can probably fold out an eight. I mean, Ace King's going to have a tough spot here. We know that. So like all things worse than Ace King are going to have a much tougher spot. Right. So here's what kind of sucks for Bryn is that 
all the diamond combos that Adama would have pre-flop kind of make sense. Like, he doesn't have to play them exactly this way up until this point, but he certainly could, and it would be reasonable. Yeah. Like, we, we like the raise on the turn, but it's not crazy at all the call because Bryn bets so little on yeah. the turn. Yeah. Agreed. So that's not great. And, I mean, you know, the same could be said for a lot of the full houses he might have. Betting the flop, sure. Mm-hmm. Calling the turn when he feels like he has it locked up, doesn't want to chase away whatever weird stuff Bryn Kenny's doing. With basically a pot size bet back. Yeah. Yeah. So he could easily have that too. Yeah, I agree. So that's not great from Bryn Kenny where we're, when we're trying to reach for bluffs. Yep. Okay. That's true. He's got, he's got reasonable value for sure yeah. when he shoves here. He did call the turn. He has something most of the time. And he, and he could probably shove a seven too, I would guess. With the line, I would think so. With the line that Kenny took. I would think so. Um, so we're beating the one pair of hands that are turning themselves into a bluff and the straight draws. Yep. And I don't know that he would ever bluff an eight. He probably thinks an eight is probably so good it's enough. Like, uh, do you think he even calls preflop with four or five suited? Probably not. Honestly. So then it's just five, five, six, six. Uh, well, I guess we need him to be bluffing an eight. Otherwise we can't call. Yeah. Well, let's hope he bluffs an eight then if we're going to call. I don't know, man. Maybe we shouldn't call. The thing is, okay, let's do distribution from Bryn Kenny's point of view. Where does this hand land in our distribution? I know we took a weird line, so it's hard let's, to know. Let's say that first. And, okay. And so that means we shouldn't preclude him from having monsters. Like, he could easily have monsters because he's Bryn Kenny and he took the sure. third line, right? Agreed. So he's probably got kings full in his range, I would say. He's probably got quad sevens in his range. I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of combos of either of those available, especially quad sevens. Yeah. But... With this line being so weird, I think we have to give him credit for having board coverage as Bryn Kenny. Um, okay. It looks a lot more like he has a hand like nines through queens than anything else. Those, are, those feel like the most likely hands. Yeah. So this is better than those hands, which is good. That is good. But we definitely have flushes and full houses as Bryn Kenny. We'll play, we'll play those hands this way sometimes. We do. We don't have them a huge amount of the time, and especially flushes, I think we have not a huge amount of the time, right? Yeah. But even, even full houses, like, usually we're going to bet our set of sevens here. I right? mean, but what the fuck is he... I know. Like, he played I agree. the whole thing weird no matter what he has. I know, but just because he played it weird this time doesn't mean he's often going to play it weird. But you spot, wouldn't right? think he would play ace-king like this. Like, right. So, like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you can just, like, decide certain parts of the range are there and certain parts aren't. I'm not saying okay. that, but I'm saying things I think are less likely or more likely, right? Like, I think, like, mostly he's going to bet a set of sevens. Mostly. Right? Um, mostly. I think mostly he's going to bet diamonds on the flop. Most, or, like, play them aggressively, at least. Let's you'd, say you'd however think, he does that, right? Think. So, okay. I'm, I grant you, he can probably still have them, but, like... It's hard. And also, it'd be, re- it'd be a very strange way to play a flop set of sevens is to flop a set of sevens, check call on this board, check call a tiny bit on this board, and then lead the turn when you make quads, I, yeah, and then check the river when the big diamond it's comes in. It's pretty I don't know. But maybe you can do that, but probably not very often, to my point. So where do you think he falls in his distribution with ace-king? Okay. What worse, we, we definitely have a lot of worse hands as Bryn Kenny than this. Getting, yeah. they, get, they make it here and It'd take this line. It'd be really right? nice to have a diamond in our hand. I really wish we had a diamond in our hand, distribution-wise. Agree. Hardcore. Um, It's hard to come up with what what kind of... This goes to your point of, like, his line is so bizarre. It's so hard to construct a reasonable range here for him, right? Like, what the hell... If he can show up with a weird ace-king of hearts that have nothing to do with this board and play it this way, then in theory, he could show up with lots of stuff. And we know he's going to three-bet the fucking button from the big blind with a lot of crap anyway, Right? Like, more so than most players. So now, well, I don't even know. It gets hard. I mean, he did check all the flops, so he's probably going to get rid of... He's probably not going to play a lot of his crap like that. He probably doesn't have 
queen ten of spades. Right. We can probably get rid of a lot of total air, horrible, nothing going on at yeah. all since you check called the flop. Um, but everything else that has any level of connection to this board, by the time we make it to the river, I guess he can have. So do you think he should call? <laughs> I think we're relatively high in our distribution. Yeah, I just don't like We that. don't have any diamonds. I just don't like that Adamo can so much, so much more easily have value, at least from my mind, like than, than bluffs. It just feels like an easier thing for him to have. We don't have to be right that often. It is for your term in life. It's a little different. True. But it's early enough on that, eh, I guess if you're a Brent Kenny, you probably feel like I'm, yeah. I'm the best. My term in life is extra valuable. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Um, but it's what? It's less than 200 to win 461. So that's something. Okay, but if Adamo has like a bunch of flush combos, a bunch yeah. of full house combos, and his only bluffs are pocket fives and pocket sixes. And, and miss straight draws. And miss straight draws, which are six combos of 9, 10, and jack 10, I guess. And maybe jack 9, we could add yeah. another three combos. Could he ever have... Nope. I was going to say, if, I was wondering if he could have like a suited ace 5 or ace 6, but he called the turn. So he really can't have that either, which is makes it tougher. Yeah. I wouldn't expect him to have that, I should no. say. Uh Jeez. It's a shitty spot. It's a shitty spot. It's possible that Adamo is going to just be balanced enough here that we just have to ask ourselves as Bryn Kenny, like, where does this fit in my distribution? I can't worry about that. Yeah, and then you just call. And then we're like, this is like, I'm beat. Like, th- if I didn't hit the king, it's an easy check fold, even though I'm probably beating the same kinds of hands either way. But hitting the king, like, forces me up so much higher in my distribution than now I actually call. That's what Kenny does. You are right, though, that it'd be nice to have a diamond. Yeah. That would really help. I'd rather have king, queen with a queen of diamonds than this hand. I think you'd rather have like two jacks with a jack yeah. of diamonds in this hand by a lot. Yeah. Bye-bye, Bryn. That's the end of your tournament. Yeah. Go home and wear a shirt. Or not. It's Whatever your choice. Whatever you want to do. It's your choice. We won't judge. And all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave, I'm so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home